Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. So Celtic could go top of the table for at least 24 hours if they beat Livingston tomorrow. Aberdeen up against Hearts. Hearts also undefeated after the first third of the season. Dundee United, St. Johnson, great tie there at Tannadice. Ross County, what happened there the other night? Five goals without reply. They're up against Hibs. Hibs four in a low without a win. And St. Mirren against Dundee. It's going to be a brilliant Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday lunchtime, Motherwell against Rangers. It really has been a week like no other the passing of Walter Smith on Tuesday Barry I heard you here on the show some really moving tributes to Walter it's been like no other week hasn't it he was some man yeah he was um, listen there was a bit of emptiness in, in Tuesday morning when I when I heard the news um, look he was a massive part of my career um, as a young player coming through I used to watch watch him coaching and managing and watching the, the players in the 90s and he set the standards and that's something I always took in um, in my career and he was um, he was the one that gave me my debut, mm. my start in, in the senior game. So he was a guy or a man that I held in high regard, um, fantastic manager and you just need to see the, the tributes that um, not just uh, current Rangers players, ex-Rangers players, Celtic, ex-Celtic players, Managers all over the world. Um, what they thought of him, he was a, he was a, a a true giant of the game up here, and it was a sad, sad loss. And as we came on here, you were telling us about later on, was it a celebrity game or whatever? And he still had the same standards. Yeah, I spoke to <laughs> Crofty and Grado on the breakfast show about it, and it was the same when Walter walked into a room, he sat up and took notice, and and you listened. Um, Grado was carrying on um, just before. He walked in and he was a bit surprised that all the ex-players were sitting. Um, but that's what you done when a guy of Walter Stature walked into the, the room. Um, but look, it was a sad day. Um, as I said, a real empty feeling I had in, in, um, in Tuesday morning when I heard the news. And as I said, he was a, a big part of my career, my early career. Mm-hmm. And also, he managed me at Scotland as well. Uh, and then a second time at Rangers. So it was a, a sad day, Paul. And people from Rangers who've been really close to him, you're going to have a private meeting in the, over the next few days where you're going to raise a glass to Walter. Yep, yep, yep. There was a, a few players that have organised it and I, I thought it was a, a brilliant touch because yeah. um, he meant so so much to, to many players and he'd done so much for um, players' careers. So we'll look forward to that on Sunday and it'll be good to catch up with all the guys but I'm sure it'll be a, an emotional five or ten minutes when we, we hold a drink up to, to salute Walter. Certainly was emotional the other night at Ibrox and the tributes from so many people, Rangers fans and all fans of all the clubs have been coming to Ibrox. Mark, you knew him well. You dealt with him yeah. in your press days. You got yeah. the steely stare sometimes and you got the warmth of, of that 
he was just great with everyone, aye. wasn't he? He didn't aye. hold grudges. No, he, he was a, just a great person, first and foremost, as a human being. Really good. And um, great from, from a media point of view, Paul, he's great to work with. And any time young managers or coaches will maybe ask me for a bit of advice on how to handle different things. And I always think there are a couple of very quick examples I give them about Walter Smith. I'm going back to about 1994-95. And you used to go along to, to Ibrooks, it was back then, um, for the Friday pressers. And you would have the daily newspapers in and the Sunday. And that was the day when papers were selling a million copies. And there was no in-house media, there was no online, no emails, nothing like that. Every bit of news was through the newspapers. No Sky 24 hours at that point. So anyway, it was a great lesson um, for me and it was brilliant. So Walter would have the dailies in and they were playing Aberdeen the next day, I'll never forget it. And he says, guys, just let you know, David Robertson, injured. Um, out for tomorrow, won't be available, we'll assess him. See how his knee is, whatever it was. Bomb, that's fine, dailies have got like, away they go. The Sunday guys sit down myself, Dougie Bailey, Kenny McDonald, because that was sit down. And we'll say, right guys, here's your line. As you heard there, David Robertson's out for tomorrow. He's already been for his scan and he is out for six weeks. So there's your line for Sunday. David Robertson's out for... And you think, you know what? Brilliant. Yep. Very simple, yep. but brilliant. And that's how pe people say, oh, well, I'll get an easy ride. Something. No, he was just a good person. If he was a good person, you'll get the benefit of the doubt and, and, and things like that. Another thing I remember when he became manager of Scotland, again, maybe a Tuesday it was announced, all the dailies are in, they get the stuff from Walter and, and, and Tommy Burns, then the Sundays come in again, the usual, and um, he threw a few people at the room, I forget it, Sundays only, so there was only six of us in the room with him, he says, right, here you go, Ali McCoist is going to be one of my assistants, him and Tam Burns, and he'd never worked with Ali before, I thought, well, what? but Ali had a column at the Daily Record at the time, he says, I've cleared it, a word of this will not get out anywhere, there's your line, for Sunday that will hold for five days count on me nobody will write this or mention it there's your story and, and it held and we got our story so for there and on a personal level he was brilliant his wife Ethel's two boys um, Neil and Stevie and when he was Scotland manager spent a huge amount of time with him in 2006 at the World Cup finals in Germany he's over there like scouting and we a few good nights out he enjoyed that Chick Young was there brilliant yeah. you know Ronnie Scott, Kenny McDonald, he was great company, great stories, always helpful. Yeah, for cup final run as well, covered all the games and he would always give the Sunday guys his time. Then latterly when he retired and we'd go out for lunch with him, long lunches, and he? Yeah. yeah, and he 29, yeah. into James's yeah. Mortimer's place, David Proven, myself, Chick, yeah. Kenny McDonald, and we'd just sit and chew mm. the fat and just great. And the thing I loved about him as well, and you know, Paul, he had no ego despite all of his success and despite how good he was at his job absolutely no ego whatsoever yeah look I've, I've got to agree what, what I liked about him as well listen I was in the receiving end of some of the stairs um, and <laughs> I heard you talking me, about it I know believe me it, it wasn't nice but what I liked about him he was straight to the point if he wasn't um, if he was going to discipline you he disciplined you and once that discipline um, was over he held no grudges he let you go on with it and that's what um, that's what I, I liked about him but he was a a tough man, but an honest man as well. No doubt more during the programme about the late, great Walter Smith. And thanks to everyone who was calling in during the week. And uh, you can tonight as well, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We've got, as I said the other night, Barry, it's the kind of week that, uh, in the weekend's card that Walter would love. He wouldn't have been happy about the points dropped the other night. But uh, there's a title race on, Rangers at the top of the table, but there's only two points in it. And these are the weekends when everybody's playing. Rangers playing on Sunday. And it's a big one for Rangers, isn't it? Because it's over a year since Celtic were top of the table. They're not there yet, but they could be. 
Yeah, but a massive, um, massive weekend of football. Obviously, Celtic can go and top for the first time in, I think, a, a year or so, Paul, um, if they obviously defeat Livingston at home. But in, in terms of Rangers on Wednesday, Wednesday night, you look at the two goals. They were t- terrible goals to concede. Um, the manager said after the, the game that players now need to start to turn up and I think he needs to now go back to the players that he's, he's resting. I spoke yep. about it today. Um, people going about Ryan Kent and Ryan Jack, and rightly so, that they're very good players. But for me, Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor are massive players. They're, they're the guys who, for me, Stephen Davis controls games um, and he's just vital. So in terms of three games a week, at their age, wrap them up in cotton mill and just roll them out. Because Rangers need both of their players now. Because this is an important next couple of months November and December leading up to the break Rangers need to start hitting top gear so you reckon they must he should play yep, I, and I think listen I can see from a manager's point that he wants to rest them and, and get, get them fresh um, but for me they're too important you, you see that look I don't think uh, McLaughlin could have done it with the two goals but I just think that the presence of Alan McGregor in goals plus the experience the know-how but in the manner that Stephen Davis can run a game of football, bring a real calmness to Rangers, I think they too, now you'll see playing from now until the winter break. The manager didn't want to, he said, look, we're not going to make excuses. The occasion, it was just like no other, wasn't it really, Mark, on the night? Do you think that got to the players? It may well have, um, Paul. You know, there's every chance that it wasn't a very, very, very emotional um, evening for everyone. There's no doubt about that in the stadium. And, you could see Stephen Gerrard when he when he gave his interview on Tuesday afternoon, and the, and the build up to it very much because Walter. That was another thing about Walter. Was he was a great mentor to a lot of young coaches. He had a huge role at the LMA uh, down south, and would kind of drop me. That he's very active um, with the. I know, for example, Dean Smith at Aston Villa, hell of a lot of time for him. David Moyes, Walter's been instrumental uh, in his career. Uh, Manuel Pellegrini, him and Walter very very close, um, really good pals. And Manuel Pellegrini had a lot of time. Uh, for Walter as well it goes back a number of years so things um, like that but on the football Paul if I just speak about the football yeah. there's, some, there's just something not right about mm. Rangers and Stephen Gerrard as part of his job has to identify it very very quickly and, and correct it because yes they're top of the league so that is the one positive they're top of the league in a cup semi-final still got a fighting chance in Europe but if they don't correct whatever it is and that's when a manager and his staff come into their own they need to identify it sort it and get it going in the right direction because I've got another tough game on Sunday at Fur Park. Do you agree with Barry that Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis have to play in every game? And also, should Stephen yeah. Davis now rest from Northern Ireland duties? Well, Stephen Davis will know he's on body, so I'd like to think that the manager and the staff of the sports science will be speaking to, to, to Stephen and asking what he thinks will serve him best to get the best out of him on a match day. I mean, we're talking about that. A guy played with, with, with Barry at Rangers, David Weir. Came to Rangers at what, 38, 39? Yeah. Won the play of the year at 40, 41. He was wrapped in cotton wool. You know, Walter would just send him back down the road on a Saturday night and they'd come up and back up on a Wednesday yeah, or a Thursday, play, wouldn't he? Play, rest, recover. Play, yeah. rest, recover. But that, that's what I would do. Because listen, we know they're not getting any younger, both of them. But both of them are, are so vital to what Rangers do. Especially, look, I know how good Alan McGregor is, but I, I tend to look at the engine room. The engine room, for me, is the most important part of a team. And Stephen Davis, no in there. You, you can't rely on Ryan Jack just now because he's been out for too long. Mm-hmm. You need to give Ryan Jack a bit of time because he's the ideal replacement for him. But at this moment in time, 
you need to just make sure Stephen Davis is in that starting eleven because he's so important. What well, difference? You were explaining in the paper today that even the five yard passes to the right, then to the left. It may look so simple yep. to people, but he, he moves teams about. It's only 10, 5, 10, 15 yard passes side to side. Then some, but we, you could go side to side five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Um, but then at some stage, the team, the opposition team will switch off and that's when Stephen Davis has got the know-how to go and play that, that vital pass. But he brings a real calmness to the team and I think at this moment in time, Rangers need that. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre with, with the Rangers legend Barry Ferguson. Sporting, well, journalistic, <laughs> journalistic, former president like of the... the, like the I'm just trying like to think, like yeah, Mark Guidi yeah, is yeah. here, best in the business. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the table looks like this. Rangers after 11 have 24 points. Celtic on 22, Hearts on 21, along with Dundee United. Hibs on 15, along with Motherwell. Let's turn to Celtic then. Um, Celtic could go top of the table. The news coming out today, though, Tom Rogic has an injury, hamstring injury. Here is the manager. Speaking about him. Tommy's probably played more football in his first couple of months than he has for quite a while. So it's probably due a spell anyway. Um, certainly in my mind, uh, him, Dave Turnbull uh, in particular, because Cal obviously had a bit of time out with his injury. They, they've been carrying the burden of the midfield. So to be honest, if he, even if he had got through, I probably wouldn't have played him tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully, if nothing else, this freshens him up again for another, you know, run at it. You're right, he was outstanding in the first half. He has been all year, but in the first half against Hibs, I thought he was at the centre of all you know, the good stuff we were doing. And he was asked about uh, they could go top of the table. He had a good answer. Yeah, do, do you get something for that in in October? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity for us to continue um, our good form and our performances have been pretty consistent. And uh, obviously, that's been backed up by the results, which which are obviously uh, means we're you know we've moved up the table, which is great. But ultimately, the focus tomorrow is more about just continuing on that progress we've been making, and you know we want to make sure that again our football is. Uh, at the levels we need it to be when it is, then we know we're you know we're a good combination of of players who can take it to any opposition. So you know, that's our aim for tomorrow. Barry, good answer. He answers the press well, doesn't he? Yeah, but listen, I'm, I'm sure come quarter to five or ten to five, he'll want to get in his office and 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 look at Celtic being top of the league because mm. it's been a long time since then. It brings a bit of confidence. It looks good, um, but there's no doubt in my mind that Celtic are onto something now. They're, they're hitting a bit of form. I thought. Um, in the first half albeit it was only highlights because they've scored five or six mm. they looked every time they went forward they looked like scoring um, so that's over the last three or four weeks I've been to some difficult places mm. Petaudry hard place to go to get a result for yep. part we all know how hard it is there and Easter Road so they're probably three of the hardest places to get wins uh, and the one and sorry the one convincingly mm. uh, for me so they're in a good bit of form just now. And that's why Rangers um, need to get a level of consistency because uh, Celtic are breathing down their necks. Mark, Tom Rogic will be out, but there's an international break anyway, so that could be a cushion and he should be back, they say, in about two to three weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they've got a big squad, Paul, so they'll be fine as much as Rogic is, is a quality player. They've got enough um, to go in there for sure. Um, and, you know the one difference for me now and Celtic were in total control on Wednesday night they were very very comfortable good performance but when he was required at big moments Joe Hart was there yeah. and Celtic haven't had that uh, for over a year since Fraser Foster left the club anything on target or almost anything on target last season was going in you know, a goalkeeper that, that, that they had didn't make a difference last season whereas at the other side of the city you've got Alan McGregor who's pulling off save after save when required so 
again that as Barry says that's why Rangers should and they will be but they absolutely should be concerned because Celtic have got a title winning goalkeeper mm-hmm. between the sticks now they've got a guy that can help them win the title we all know their capabilities up front front three and when Forrest comes back they'll score goals for fun as well still not overly convinced about the two central defenders but they've got a goalkeeper that can help Celtic win the title and if Rangers are not on it Rangers will not retain the title I, I know as a player what that brings see when you've got a goalkeeper because yeah. see at stages in the game teams you're playing against are going to get chances yeah. And that's when you want a top goalkeeper to stand up. I had it myself with Kloss and Alan McGregor um, before. And that's that. That's what Celtic have got just now. When the way that they play, they're open. Teams are going to get chances against them. But listen, Joe Hart, I, I, I say as away at the start when, when Celtic were after him. I know it was 10 years ago I played with him, but you could see the quality he brings. And you just need to look at his career. Albeit the last couple of years, he's, he's not played much. But at the level he's played at, 75 international caps the clubs that he's played at he's a top top goalkeeper and what he brings is the most important thing for me as a goalkeeper presence and we, we many people doubted it Mark but when you think about it I know he was number three at Tottenham but you're not going to be on the Tottenham books in 2021 unless you still have something about you and Scotland has been is really good for him as well I think Scotland's been good for him you know yeah. the country the league the competition but the respect that he's getting because it's Joe Hart. Yeah, he's a title winning goalkeeper yeah. with Man City. Um, he's played with West Ham. You know, he's he's you know he's got a great CV. He's played out in Torino and, and, and Serie A. Yes, his career's hit a dip for about three years or so, but he's still whatever he is, 34, 35. Um, and probably the nagging thing for for Celtic is they were given the opportunity to explore signing him 15 months ago, and they knocked it back and ended up signing Barkas, which yeah. just. A, mm. a, 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 incredibly bad decision making that was seeping right through the club from top to bottom um, in the summer of last year but he's there now and he's proven um, he's worth as I say Celtic were comfortable Wednesday night but there was a couple of chances when Hibs could have got it back to 3-2 but he was there to to, to stop them he, he deserves credit Joe to be fair look, I know a lot of people say oh, look, he's made an absolute fortune and he has because he's why a top not? goalkeeper yeah. why not but it would have been easy for Joe to stay down there and and then I'd probably say three times as much as he's getting at Celtic but fair play to Joe he's looked at it and thought no do you know what see the last three or four years in my career I want to play I want to play games of football so fair play to Joe for, for coming up to Scotland and listen he'll be pleasantly surprised at the quality up here Barry you can hear that. that's Woody just leaving for the weekend we can hear you Woody thank you so much there for the coffee uh, Barry did you hear Mark there he played at Torino so he's obviously you can tell it's the weekend he's getting the, the dancing shoes on out tonight at the club oh yeah <laughs> quick break then we're back the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more let's go 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 Radio Football show with the Taxi Centre. The weekend has started officially. Barry, we're up for it. What's your own game this weekend with Aloha? We're at home um, against High Flying Airdrie. Uh, they've mm. had a real good start to the season. Um, they've got some really good players. They're, they're another full-time team in, in League One. Um, but we've got to take confidence out of the game last Sunday. Uh, the way, Certainly the way we played in the 
in the second half Paul so no that's another big game and it's one that we're, we're going to go and, and try and win because we need to start climbing that league So we're looking forward to all the games this weekend we will hear now from Stephen Jerry one of the big talking points you know Rangers were two down against Aberdeen and who would have bet against them I mean Scott Brown his first goal in a long time yeah. he, he took it well didn't he? He did yeah. take it well but it was um, horrible defending yeah. I mean the manager must have been absolutely going off his head at the sidelines both goals but certainly um, Scott Brown's header look he's finished it well no doubt about it but um, I think he's come off James Tavernier you've got to be touch tight in these situations 2-2 at the end Rangers had the penalty it was controversial here's Stephen Gerrard's take on the decision I've heard that a lot but again it comes from the outside and it normally comes amongst a, a social media crowd from opposition teams I'm sure VAR would be your next question if you had a third question and, and my point is 12 months ago everyone was slaughtering VAR saying it wasn't good for the game it's 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 slow it's not even getting decisions right this year I must say um, it has improved a lot and I'm enjoying it an awful lot more and I'll back up what I've said on, on many a times when VAR is in um, it will take all them um, opposition opinions away from coming my direction but look there's a clear share pull I know the, the the one you're alluding to. There's a sheer pull. Whether that was enough to be a penalty or not, that was John Beaton's decision, not my own. Um, it went our way. I'm sure every manager will say the same thing over the course of a season. Some you get, the luck went your way. And there'll be times when you think you should have got something you never and you feel a bit of an injustice. Mark, what do you think? Did you see it? Yeah, well, I mean, going by the, the highlights on, on sports scene, Paul, uh, I watched that. I didn't think it was a penalty, to, to, to be honest. I thought, you know... The softish uh, variety, yes, there is a there is a tug. I mean, it's clear, that, that's clear. You can't deny there's a tug. Is it enough? As Stephen Gerrard said, no, I didn't think um, that it was. Uh, albeit, you know, David Bates is, is defending. He's 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 all over the place. It should have been better. Um, but no, I, I don't think it was a penalty. On the other point about VAR, a hundred percent. We 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 need to bring it into the game. There's too much going on, and there's too many. I mean, Robbie Nielsen, Callum Davidson. Mm. Graham Alexander the list is endless of managers that think out with the old firm that think the old firm are getting decisions Jack Ross they think that that, that, that Celtic and Rangers are getting decisions um, against them now maybe they are maybe they're not it's up to the referees we could we could study it and probably look at stats and, and look at facts to go along with it but I have to say I try and defend the referees as much as I can Paul because mm-hmm. I like them they're all Decent fellas, you get, you get to know them. But I have to say, I think, on the whole, the standard this season has been very poor. Very, very poor this season. And they need to raise their game. Barry, Steve Conroy, former top-class referee, he felt it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, I thought it was very soft. I, I, I've got to be honest with you. There, there is a shirt pull. I think David Bates gets caught on the wrong side. Um, and that's the reason why he's, he's given a, a slight... Um, pull uh, Sakala's jersey but for me it's a very very soft penalty that, that the Rangers got bit far that's what they've we got do. to bring it in yeah. they're, look, they're talking about Mark's just mentioned there all opposition managers feel Celtic and Rangers keep getting decisions the only way they're going to stop this is bringing VAR in I wasn't for it a couple of years ago but now but I just heard Stephen Gerrard we've spoke about it I yeah. think it's got a lot better this mm. year and it's going to keep improving all the time so we need to get it in as quickly as possible to put an end to these decisions we're Mickey Mouse without it really aren't we yeah. 
it's too know, much at stake, Paul. Yeah. You know, and, and it's yeah. not just about it being a thirty-five to forty million pound title that Celtic mm. Rangers for. There's livelihoods at stake at the mm. bottom end of the league. There's European mm. places. There's top six, and you know all these managers can't be wrong. Robbie Nielsen, Callum yep. Davidson, Graham Alexander. They can't all be wrong. And I, I'm seeing different games every week, Paul. As I say, I'll try and defend the referees, but it's t- I can't defend them now. The, 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 the standards not. I good feel enough. for the managers as well because. Yeah. They want to be honest, mm. but they can't because they'll get in trouble yeah. if they go and they have a pop at the, the referee. So to stop people getting into trouble, to stop these decisions being wrong, we need to get it in and we need to get it in quickly. Sean, you're on the line. Before you make your point, can we ask you, as a fan who goes to the games, do you want to yeah. see the introduction of VAR? Good evening. Hey, good evening, guys. How are we? All right? Yes, Sean. Thank you. How you doing? Uh, definitely, I feel as if VAR would, would be a massive help in the Scottish game I feel as if we've been crying out for a very very long time and going back to I was listening to your points of view there about, about the Aberdeen game I don't think it's the first goal should even have stood I don't think that's a free kick I feel as if Lewis Ferguson wins that ball perfectly fine so Rangers shouldn't have got not even the one goal shouldn't have got the two goals well, controversial. Ask Uncle Barry and a Rangers <laughs> Hey, good question, <laughs> Sean. Well done. Tackle for oh, Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Sean, keep going. <laughs> no. But, but, but the only thing I, I feel as if yeah. maybe with, with the penalty decision is David Bees doesn't even contest it, which is another strange one. That's true, Sean. Yeah. That's what I thought when I was watching it. I think you're, you're spot on. If you look, yeah. there's only Scott Brown that's contesting the decision. So. Yeah. That automatically made me feel maybe John Beaton has got it right. But I was just watching the highlights. And when I watched it, I thought to myself, that's that's soft. Yeah. I watched it again and again. And I'm, I can see there is a slight pull, but is it enough to give a penalty? I don't know. Sean, no. what, what about your own team then the other night? 3-1, um, which is remarkable because it probably could easily have been, what, 5-6? Yeah, definitely. The last time I was on, it was like a good few weeks ago. It was, I think it was maybe just after Le- the Leverkusen game and I was I was fearful for the, the upcoming month we had three arguably the three toughest away games in the league and we've managed to get nine points out of possible nine which is remarkable for where this team were at the start of the season we, we went to Tynecastle we went to uh, away to Livingston I feel as if the, the team was growing strength they're getting better and better week by week the defence is the, the defence is amazingly Got the, the joint best defensive record in the league, yeah. but they seem to be getting slaughtered week in week out by certain people mm. saying that this one's not good enough, and I've still got my reservations about them. They must be doing something right. They can still they can still be doing well and have reservations though, Sean. And, and you've watched oh, Celtic all season. Of course, of course, I take it so you, you you can't you can't say by any stretch of the imagination that the Celtic defence is a finished article because it's not. Oh, but it's a credit not. to them that, as you say, they've got the best joint best defensive record on the table. But they're still absolutely. There is room for improvement. There's no doubt um, about that. And that's only natural that that's the case because it's a brand new defence with a brand new goalkeeper and a brand new manager. So there, there, there is room for, for improvement. And the positive thing for Celtic as well is it does look much better than last season. You know, they still can see Dodd go for set pieces, but it's certainly a lot better than last season. A lot of that is down to, to, oh, to, yeah. to, uh, to Joe Hart. But you're right when you think that Celtic up until a month ago hadn't won a, an away game since February. Now they've been to three hard venues, as you said, and one convincingly um, all venues. So I would imagine there's a real confidence about Celtic. Still a long way to go, as Barry said at the top of the show. November and December are really tough months. That's when you really need to grind out. You start getting a wee bit tired mentally and physically. There's European football to come. There's a cup semi-final, potentially a cup final on December the 19th. That's when you really get to show 
what you're all about and then you can look forward to the couple of weeks break at the start of January after the final uh, the old firm game and I guess Barry that's where you see the quality and the depth of the squad at Celtic um, it, it was really poor in the summer but if you've got Julian coming back you've got Forrest you've got Johnson uh, it's improving yeah but as the, they're getting players back um, the only the two that I can think of I'm missing is Julian and um, James Forrest um, I don't think they're too far away so they certainly have got a, a, a strong mm. squad that's what you want as a manager competition for places I don't think it's I mean I've, I've said it even last season Celtic looked like scoring goals um, it was defensively for me they looked vulnerable it does look that they're getting better by game by game um, as Sean's just mentioned there you've went away to probably the three I'd, I'd throw Tynecastle into the mix three of the most difficult away venues to get results mm. They've had two clean sheets, one at Petaudry, one at Murrow, and in the goal, they lost. They'll be disappointed in that, because that was their Achilles heel for me last season. Set pieces, they struggled. But certainly, listen, they're growing in confidence. They're getting better and better, and that's what I say. That's why Rangers need to start mm-hmm. to get back to, to the sort of form that they were showing last season. Um, and for me, vital to that is bring back the old guard. Sean, I remember when you came on after the Leverkusen game and you were you outlined the programme of the next five, six games. Uh, what's yep. your feeling over the next, well, tomorrow, home win, you would think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, think, I feel as if playing Livingston away from home compared to sure. playing them at home's a whole different kettle of fish. I feel yep. as if we get an early goal tomorrow, it could easily be another five or six, hopefully. But no, I feel as if the fixtures are... We've kind of get through the kind of harder ones there. I feel as if maybe the next couple of weeks the kind of fixtures are a wee bit kinder to us. I feel as if we could maybe get through this month. Well, I know we've got this cup semi final coming up as well, so try and get into the final. Uh, I would be voting for maximum points. And yes. that's still been back headed, but I feel as if we've got maximum points this month with, with those three games. I feel as if we could get maximum points this month. Barry, will Rangers be? Fearing Celtic, I'm trying to think what the word is for you know what they're saying in the, the Rangers dressing room. No, well, I'd be saying, listen, I don't care what MD says, he's a player in the, in the dressing room. I, I'd be looking at the results and looking to see how they're playing. And they're, they're breathing down Rangers' necks now, so it's important that now Rangers um, show a bit. That, that's what I'd be yeah. saying to the players. And how listen, can I feel? Yeah, yeah how, they're, they're, there's no doubt they're, they're in a crest of a wave just now. They're, they're, um, they've got a lot of confidence, but as a player. You want competition. You want. You don't want to be winning easily and then your fiercest rivals losing every single week. Um, this is what you want. Um, you want a competition. And I think, uh, we, says, we spoke about it last week, this is going to go down to the wire. They're going to drop points throughout the season, both teams. Um, and I don't care. Nobody's going to run away with it this year. Sean? Yep, I was going to say exactly the same. I was just wondering, going back to the, the Rangers thing, I wonder how they'll react on Sunday knowing that going into that game will be the first time that they're actually going to be second in the league for a, for a, for a very long time because we, if we win on Saturday we'll go top yeah, so be, yeah but we'll that, that's a good the, point look see if they've got the bottle I fully expect Celtic to steamroller Livingston not being disrespectful to Livingston but listen that's what you're up against you need to go on Sunday and make sure you're on the metal you, you need to make sure you get three points Um and that's what that, that's what it's all about because it's going to be thrown back and forth. This is going to be really close. Uh, and as I said, Rangers are in a situation they've not been in in a long time because I fully expect Celtic to win the game. They're going to be a point behind, I believe, and they need to go to third part 
and make sure they get the three points. Let's hope the weather gets a bit better. You were showing us there, Barry, on social media. Looks, uh, yeah, the, the rain. Bug-outs are. Yep. Well, we're Lanarkshire. Indeed. We're, we're all Lanarkshire. Yeah, it's been Lanarkshire absolute. Well, it's, are you? Uh, it's, <laughs> been <laughs> it's flooded here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark? The streets are flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting time of the season, isn't it? And, you know, for, for the media, it's great, isn't it? As Barry said, like, you, you, don't, you can be bored. If it's 25 points ahead, you do it's get over. Bored yeah, I don't I care what M this is. Yeah. But I, I can, you know, off the top of my head, um, in the past, what, 25 years, I can think of some belt and championship races that have gone to the wire. You know, 1998, 2003, 2005, 2008. You know, there's been some absolute... Um, belting seasons um, and I think this is shaping up for another one I think I said Monday night I don't think the title winner will have, have 90 points this season I think it'll be it'll be sub 90 that's going to win the league because of the amount of points that's going to be dropped um, and that's also down to the fact I think we've got to give credit to the other 10 teams in the league out with Celtic and Rangers and again we'll, you know, on a theme of, because of Walter Smith I always remember Walter Smith when he went back for his second time in charge a Rangers and sometimes away from home maybe when they win and get them say, well, you've got to give credit to their teams we're playing against good teams we're going to their stadium you've got to expect this you know, yeah. isn't a walkover um, every week and I think that's the case again today and you look at some of the results Ross County going to Dens Park and, and winning 5-0 the results at Dundee United um, I've had hearts are still unbeaten after the first round of fixtures um, in the league so from that point of view you know, if, if we broaden it and it's not all about Celtic and Rangers we've got a good league we've got a good product mm. and every team on their day is capable of taking something off Celtic and Rangers particularly um, when Celtic and Rangers are on the road Yeah but back in my day when I played and we, if we went somewhere and it was a defeat it's how bad we were yeah. the, the opposition yeah. never got credit and sometimes you come off the pitch thinking to yourself they deserve to win that game um, so we've got a good product up here we've got good teams there's tough places you need to go and you need to earn it you need to earn your three points you can't just turn up and expect it and that's going to be the case for Rangers see your uh, title wins the tightest ones are they the sweetest? yep and they're the most nerve-wracking I'll, I'll be honest with yeah. you um, I was one I don't care what any player says you always look to your nearest rivals mm. to see how they're doing and look if I was a, a Rangers player at this moment in time at quarter to five 10 to 5 I'd be looking to see the Celtic result and if they won then I would be running about all the boys and saying listen we need to go to Fur Park and make sure we get the three points Sean what was your favourite Celtic win then over over the years? A title a title uh huh you have one that sticks yeah, out? Yeah, I was just saying, I, I, I'm agreeing with Barry. I feel as if it's the ones that go right down to the wire. Yep. Uh, probably the most notable one was uh, the 2008 when we went up to Pataudry and I think, no, we went to Tanadice. We, we were at Tanadice. Mm-hmm. Look at Barry's face. Scored, and I, think, I, think, I think Rangers, I think Rangers might have got beat was it 2-0 that night Barry alright Sean alright all right. All right. you're killing me here <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night come on exactly. it's the weekend uh, Sean my team had a terrible season last year let me go up for one exactly he's been 25 <laughs> points behind Sean what's your scoreline tomorrow then uh, I won't I won't go too too much I mm. feel as if a comfortable maybe comfortable 3-0 I'll take 3 I'm, I don't think it'll be as a, a complete walkover but if we, if we did get an early goal, I feel as if it could be five or six, but I'll, I think we'll go for three. Because I feel as if maybe Kyoko might get even a wee rest tomorrow and right. Yakimakis will start. Ah, that's maybe an insight from Sean. Have you heard I, from I, inside? I, I, I Is that a feeling? Yeah. You just no, got a feeling? No, no. no, no. Just, I know. Just, yeah. a, just a free punch that I think he will. I oh. think he'll be safe for uh, Ferenc Varos on Thursday. Are you at the match tomorrow? 
No, no, I've not. I'll not be at the game, though, unfortunately. Hopefully you'll be tuned in tomorrow afternoon where I'll be here with Craig Moore and uh, also John Yogi Hughes. Big John Hughes is in. Yeah, I like listening to Yogi. Um, Still out out of job. Um, Surprised what happened at Ross County. Yeah, I'm surprised what happened at Ross County. So, no, it'll be good. I was going to say I'll be tuning in. What time you on it? Two. We'll be on from two. Yeah, I'll be busy. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Radio Football Show, the Friday evening edition with the Taxi Centre. Really looking forward to this weekend. Tomorrow, everyone in action, apart from Motherwell, against the champions and league leaders, Rangers. That's a lunchtime early kick-off just after, uh, just 12-ish, on Sunday is going to be some game. Tomorrow, St Mirren against Dundee. Ross County against Hibs. Barry, what happened? Um, we'll come back to that in a second or two about Ross County against Dundee the other night. Yeah, I, 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 fair play to the Ross County players cause, and the manager, Malky yeah. McKay, because obviously they've been going through a tough spell in terms of results. I don't think their performances um, have been that bad, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but when I seen that result come through, what a result! And some of the goals, the Aye, free kick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if that's a free kick in the English Premier League, they're raving <laughs> about it. It's yeah. on every five minutes on Sky Sports. Um, but what a result! And Malky will be hoping that that can um, that can kick them on and, and start to push them up the league. Because Mark, you begin to think you were thinking maybe it's just not going to be their season at all, especially that late late goal last weekend. But suddenly. Um, yeah, they're back in it. They're in the hunt at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that would have been concerning Malky was some of the defending was calamitous, you yep. know, individual mistakes. Um, but they're, you know, twofold. It'll be absolutely delighted being a former centre half himself as A, a 5 0 victory, the first win of the season with perfect time to get it, the last game of the first round of fixtures, and B, a clean sheet that will do his defenders and his goalkeeper. Um, the world are good. So, you know, Ross County will, will look to try and kick on. Um, it'll hold me Hibs. Um, tomorrow Hibs coming in the back of what, four defeats in the trot yep. so um, I, I'll give a bit of confidence about him We'll go through all the games in the second hour we've got Dundee United St Johnson Aberdeen Hearts Celtic against Livy loads of you coming on the social saying Barry can you give us some more insight into Walter Smith so and are we welcoming ask you a wee bit more yeah, some no of problem. your memories of no Walter problem. we'll do that shortly we'll give you the injury updates we told you um, that Tom Rozic or Tommy as he says he's out for two to three weeks hamstring injury Juranovic had an eye problem after the game the other night and he's been to hospital but he will be okay that's the word from the manager let's hear the update from Ange Postacoglu yeah so we uh we had a scan on his hamstring it's you know it's it's going to put him out for at least a, two to three weeks um it's not a major one but yeah he definitely won't be involved uh, in these games um and then obviously we've got the international window which means everything goes to plan he should be available once we get back from that uh Josip Juranovic uh yeah ended up going to hospital um you know it was a pretty significant injury to his eye but Thankfully, again, um, for him, it's not serious. And, you know, he's rebounded really well. He's had it looked at and, um, you know, will be available for, for the game tomorrow. Everyone else came through the game unscathed. Juranovic, uh, we haven't seen him playing in his natural position, Barry, but he looks a really useful player. Yeah, you can see he's a, a very good player. No doubt about it. Um, international player creation. Um, and you tend to see that they produce... Good players, and I think it only cost just over two million pounds. Yeah, um, great bit of business. Yeah, what, for what I've seen of him, it looks like a snap at that price. Um, he looks comfortable. Look, his natural position's right back. He's playing left back. He just looks as comfy to me. Um, good on the ball. Uh, obviously, 
penalty kick taker I've seen his penalty mm-hmm. kick last week slotted it away uh, nicely um, so yeah he looks a, a real good find for Celtic Let's go to the Rangers camp there media conference today Stephen Gerrard speaking about his squad update Ryan Kent's outside now if he comes through this session he should clear to come back in the group full time Ryan Jack's looking better uh, and closer um, but I think Motherwell won't be the right decision for either of them two players but they're, they're extremely close I'm sure you'll see them both before the international break Philip Alanda's progressing well. We've got a couple that have got some uh, issues from the game on Wednesday night, but we're hoping that they're going to pull through. Um, and Borna will be back with us for the Bromby game. Barry, where will we start? The two Ryans, it's taken some time. And Ryan Kent has been longer than we thought it would be in his case. Yeah, it looked to me if it was only going to be a, c- a couple of weeks. Um, but obviously, it's been worse than first thought. Uh, look, two big players, no, no doubt about it. Um, obviously, not going to be available this weekend, but... Good news um, for Rangers fans at both of them. Um, certainly brilliant to see Ryan Jack now out in the, the training field and, and obviously getting back to doing what he does best and that, that's playing football because he's been through a tough time over the last seven or eight months. And, and Ryan Kent, look, I know he wasn't the best of form, but Ryan Kent can still produce bits of magic during the game. Um, so to get the two back hopefully next week is a... Um, a great boost for Rangers and Mark here he is speaking about three subs the other night starting with the Scott Arfield subs against Aberdeen had a, had a positive impact I thought Scotty come on and was really brave he nearly got us that winning goal when he smashed into the post Scotty's been training a lot more like Scotty Arfield and um, it's given me a lot to think about at the moment which we expect because when I do challenge Scott or we ask a question of him he always comes back stronger credit to him Fashion's appearance against Aberdeen was a lot more positive than it was against St Mirren he needs to build on that and not just be an impact player, be someone who can break into the team and, and play 90 minutes and find a consistency in his game. Probably very similar to Scott Wright, who again came on and, and looked lively and looked aggressive. So the subs have given me something to think about on the back of the Aberdeen game. Mark, what would you pick up on from, from that about the subs? Fashion Sakali still to really do it. Pre-season, he was terrific. Yeah, I mean... But it will take time, Paul, and that, you know, probably the, again, the frustrating thing for Stephen Gerrard would be given that he could have went public to, to kind of challenge uh, Alfredo Morelos and get more out of him. And, and albeit he scored two goals um, in the past couple of games and uh, he's got his 100th goal um, as well. There's still, there should be more from him. There should be more um, from him, you know, even again um, the other night. So maybe the frustration for Stephen Gerrard is that the likes of Fashion Sakala hasn't maybe shown more whether he could have really put a rocket um, behind um, Alfredo Morelos and, and put Sakala in more often then you might have got more of a, a response um, from Morelos but Morelos is still scoring the goals but I'm sure if you're Steven Gerrard and his teammates you'll be frustrated because you know there's so much more in there to give and there's been no sign of Jermaine Defoe who obviously was coaching more than anything this season but it, do you think he'll play again as... I, I can't see it Paul I mean he's just not been involved um, uh, at all obviously he wasn't with the, the technical backroom staff um, last Sunday um, at St Mirren either he was on the telly doing um, doing Sky Sports which I think we all agreed was a, was a strange one um, but no, I don't think Jermaine Defoe will play again in I don't really think it was part of the plan I think it was more of a, of a, of a coaching duty that he had Do you think they would change their mind about Etan if they I'm sure they'll have a. Cl- I'd imagine they'll have a clause, Paul, where they, where they can bring him back in. I would imagine. So I don't know how he's been doing over in Germany. Germany, to be perfectly honest, but it's something that the the Rangers 
scouts, they have staff now where they go out and checking loan players yeah, and, and they're right up managers. to speed. So um, I'm sure if he's shown something, um, but I would imagine a striker, Paul, would a number nine would be something on Stephen Gerrard's mm. hit list for, for January. Yep, I agree with that. I don't think they'll bring Itten back. Um, I think they'll leave him over in Germany to, to get plenty of game time. And I do honestly believe in January that will be one area of the pitch that they'll be looking to strengthen. There's no doubt about it. Because you've got, I, I believe if you want to win titles and win trophies, you need four forwards to compete. A few people are on the socials, Barry, just asking about Juan Alegria, who scored a hat-trick the other night um, against Aloha. But too early to say, probably, about Alegria. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I made 11 changes uh, for the team that... that played on Sunday against Queen's Park that was just to give people game time look he, he looked um, a penalty box striker there's no doubt about it some of his finishes um, were good um, and I, I think I, I was speaking to the, the Rangers coaches he said a few injuries since he's, he's come over so it's been a bit stop start for him um, but listen he certainly knows where the, the back of the net is and he showed plenty of promise uh, no doubt about that 19-year-old Colombian will watch that with interest in the coming months. But, uh, yeah. He was big built as well. Is he? he would, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. he was um, massive legs on him. A bit like uh, Alfredo? Yeah. No, a bit, taller? A bit taller. Uh -huh. um, but Junky? Yeah, he looked he was really strong. Um, yeah, yeah th there's potential there, no doubt about it. Morelos, we said when he got his 100th, he'd score again. He's now 101. Derek Johnson was funny the other night. Yeah, he said he's only got about 65 to go. Or was it 165 to join, you know, the 100 and whatever Derek had? Mm -hmm. But what do you think for Morelos now? Is there a bit of pressure off him, Barry? Yeah, listen, it was important that he got that, that 100th goal, no doubt about it, against St. Mern. Um And listen, I thought it was a great header against Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. um, he'd won similar in the European game yep. um, the week before where I, I thought he should have finished but now I, I said that once he got that goal now the goals will start to come for Morelos Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre we're going to break for the news and uh, Mark I think we'll find out a bit more from Barry the insight about uh, Walter Smith that's coming up after the news where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Weekend now well underway and what a weekend it's going to be. Celtic against Livingston tomorrow at three. There'll be 55,000 there. Aberdeen against Hearts. Aberdeen now resurgent. Hearts unbeaten, but they do feel they've dropped points in recent weeks, but still without the defeat. Dundee United, surprise package of the season so far, up against St. Johnson. Saints, the, well, the star prize last year, wasn't it, with the two cups. And Ross County against Hibs. And here in the West, St. Mirren against Dundee. Hard one to call as well. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 Thank you to everyone who's been on 
all week speaking about Walter Smith, a man who touched everybody in football. I heard somebody saying, Mark, that they never met him. I heard a Rangers fan on, on one of the, the calls with Rob saying, I never met him, but I felt I knew him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that sums up. And, and listen, there's been, there's been many great tributes, you know, Barry's included, Ali McCoy's on, on, on Talk Sport, you know. Um, there's been loads, but I, I, there was one t- tweet, just a wee line in it, and it was Frank McAvery's. Mm-hmm. And said um, it was along the lines of, if if you ever met him, you couldn't help but like him, regardless. And and I think that summed up as well. You just liked as soon as you were in his company, there was something about him. He had that presence, and he, and he was good company as well. Enjoyed a glass of red, and was good company. Great great stories. <laughs> <laughs> you did, but Barry, we can't help but think: How can you have all that success? You know, people say, "Oh, nice guys don't win in life," and there is Walter Smith, who was an amazing human being, but also. So what about the discipline side of things? We hear about the steely stare. Mm-hmm. You were his captain. He loved working with you. He 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 brought you from what 14, 15, him and Archie. What was he like though on the discipline side? Very straight to the point, but very fair. I, I found I'll go back to the obviously the Scot Scotland scenario. Yeah. Um, when I came into the office and I remember him saying to me that he's no I've not just let him down, the staff down, my teammates down the supporters down all over the world but most importantly my family and when he said that it hit me and it, he was just being honest um, and I was obviously suspended for the, the couple of weeks and I had to go away and have a, a long long hard look in the mirror um, and it was the best I'm saying it's the best the 30 seconds that he spoke to me stuck in my mind um, and I went away and obviously I was away for the two weeks and I come back and there was no grudges held. There was nothing against me. He just let me come back in and obviously train and try and make myself be available uh, for the first team. And thankfully, we were I thinking about it when I was I was on that suspension. I didn't think I would have a chance again to play with Rangers. Did you think it, that, that was it? it. Yep. And I, I knew that. Walter knew that. Rangers knew that. Um, my family knew that. Um, but I'm grateful for him. He, he gave me a chance to come back in and at least my part towards the end of the season lift the, the title up at Tannadice and obviously the, the Scottish Cup where as I said I didn't think that was going to be able to happen um, and then after it obviously you go back to, to Ibrooks and, and celebrate as you do with, with the Cup and he just come over to me and shook my hand and um, wished me all the best and, and that, that was it and that, that, that was the kind of man he was um, so that's my my memories of, of Walter. I just, in terms of the discipline side of it, he was really tough, tough man, but he was a really fair man as well. And that night you left early? Yeah, from I the left early, yeah. Cut. I wanted to go away because it was an emotional time for myself because I knew that was my, my time was over at Rangers. Um, and basically, told I had to go away and reinvent myself and that's what I had to do. I had to go back down to the Premier League in England, which was tough because there was clubs after me but they weren't willing to take the chance because all the drama it had yeah. happened um, but thankfully Birmingham gave me the, the platform to go and and play my football again and, and play my football at the highest level and that's what I'd done I went away and I worked really hard to get myself back but see when Walter Smith was it in the manager's office yep when he said to you you've let your family down but you must have that felt hit, get, hit, that hit home but it must have felt Letting Walter down as well. Yeah, but you, listen, you were almost of course, like family, you must have been almost like a son. Given what, that you, what age were you when you 
arrived. I went in at 15 and listen, yep. he, he was a big part. I'm not saying that I pick up a phone to him all the time and, and whatever, but he was a big part, like 15-year-old. He was um, like John McGregor and John, uh, John McGregor and John yep. Brown were obviously the youth coaches, reserve coaches. Archie and, and Walter were obviously the, the first team guys. And What was um, the routine at the beginning? So you became... I was in the staff room. Yep. Um, I had to uh, do the staff kit make the team toast um, for Walter and Archie and all the staff that were in that room. How did they like the toast? <laughs> well, I, I've got to be honest with you, <laughs> I was up and down that marble staircase because that's where we get changed. I was up and down like a yo-yo. Um, either the, the tea was stewed or the toast was too soft, too much butter on it, so I made countless runs up and down um, <laughs> that marble staircase uh, and they weren't too happy because it had to be perfect. There was either too many tea bags because it was a big metal pot. Mm. So it was one of the ones I used to stick five or six in, take it down, they would pour it, stewed, get it back. <laughs> <laughs> then I would get back down with the, the toast. It was always maybe about, I'm not kidding, about 10, 12 slices of toast. And you know when it's come out of the toaster, yeah. it's hot, you've got to like butter it as quickly as possible. <laughs> Sometimes I would put too much butter on it, it'd be too soft, so that would get thrown back at me and took back up and I had to, had to remake but it. So. What? It's standards. It gives you standards, standards and it gives you standards kit, from a young age. See, see for yep. the kit, um, they never let me away with, with anything in that staff room. Um, if the kit wasn't folded right, um, they would tell me. I obviously had to do the staff showers and I had to obviously clean the, the, the tiles and, and make sure it was, was gleaming, but they would come in and have a look and if it wasn't perfect, I had to go over it again. And you know, that, was, that, that was character building as aye, well. Aye. And I don't know if you agree, Barry, you, you, you're a manager now, I know it's all, you know, we don't want to go on about all back in their day and back in my day, but that should still be there at football club for young footballers, Paul. It, it should be. I, I believe through, it I was a grounding yeah, mark for I me. Mean, I went through it myself as well. It's standards. And you know what? It shows you what you need to aspire to. And you want to try and do it. And it makes you grateful if, if, if boys are lucky enough like Barry to go from making the tea and toast and doing 20 journeys up and down the stairs to getting their backside booted. You know, for no more washing the manager's car properly. But seeing you get there, it makes you appreciate it all the more. And it sets your standard that whether you go to play football or you go out into the other world and, and have a job doing something else, it teaches you about standards. And the f I really wish we could bring that back in to professional um, football and, and have young pros going through that exact same process because it does them. The world are good as footballers and as human beings. Yeah, 100%. It was a grounding for me. It was a wake-up call at times as well because I'll be honest with you, I used to get the underground and then the train back to Bells Hill and walk down to the house and sometimes I would think to myself, I don't know if I can, mm -hmm. I can handle this. Um, but listen, it was, it was, it was character building. Um, and a couple of times I got into trouble in the youth team in terms of getting sent off. And um, I remember coming in one day and just been told that you're, you're no training, you're behind the govern, uh, cleaning the, the litter for the grass verge. Um, so kidding, that yeah. was one of the ones, don't do it again. Yeah. Um, so... No, I mean, I could go on and on here. There's, there's that many stories, but it comes down to one word, and I say it in my column, I've said it here plenty of times, and Mark's just mentioned the word. It was all about standards. standards. That was the standards were set at Rangers. Alan and Clyde Banks been on asking, Barry, what do you think Walter felt was his biggest success at Rangers? During your time, was there one of the, one of the title wins? I mean, we've seen the footage in recent days. He said every one of them. He loved every one of them. Did you yeah. could you say a moment when you will think of Walter in the dressing room or on the pitch, wherever it was at Petaudry when you won the title or at, at Ibox I, or? No, I, I think I've got to be honest with you. What you've just mentioned there, Walter 
they're all brilliant um, one thing I will say when he came in after the the Paul Le Guin um, obviously situation that Walter took over Paul Le Guin um, left and I remember the game we were playing it was Dundee United at Ibrox I don't know if you remember it the first game back and that was my first game back and he brought me into the office and I'm telling you it was 15 seconds he sat me down go out do your job play your game and lead the team out and that was it and we went and we were absolute trounced right. yep. Dundee United that night just simple words yep. plain and simple um, just that, that was the, the, the kind of guy he was but, but that was also when you say whether it was that message that night for his first game back or the message to you after what happened with the Scotland stuff about letting your family down you didn't want to let him down he didn't need to make it complicated mm. his presence what he'd achieved how he treated you as a person the reputation that he had just made you want to go out and do something and that's a real special and I, I as tell well, you what I, I slipped for the standards with getting into trouble mm-hmm. and he wasn't happy with it I'd let as I said I'd let the club down so did you go away and think about it yeah listen that, that was a proper wake up call Paul see if I could uh, people ask me about regrets that's my, my biggest regret no, no doubt in my mind about that if, I, if you could turn back the clock and, and rewind it and and say I, I, hope, I wish I hadn't done that that was probably it but that was a proper wake up call I had to go back there sit in my house no see my teammates no see anybody I, I kept away from everybody and it was thinking time that I need to sort myself out here I'm not a young man either I'm an experienced player won a lot of trophies I was a captain you're not a daft boy anymore at that point yeah and listen it was the best thing that happened to me in a strange way mm-hmm. it made me grow up yeah. uh, and I had to go away, as I say, go back down to England and, as I say, kind of reinvent myself because I'm still labelled with it. Mm-hmm. But that's down to nobody's fault but mine. You're totally focused. We can see that. And, you know, you're you're watching the videos of the opponents of Allah or whatever in here. You're methodical. You're in early. Barry, you, are, you know, you're, you're so... If you're doing something, you want to do it well and be the best. Yeah, but that's what you're brought up with when yeah. like, coming in for, for, for training. Um, I would always make sure and always get told that make sure you're 15 minutes early before a meeting mm. don't be late for meetings um, that what Walter be... told you? yeah, yeah. The, it was just throughout the club but that comes for the top and then it obviously goes down into the youth uh, kind of side reserve side at that time so that it was all everything everything was drummed into you about the standards um, which are needed if you want to play at a club like Rangers whether that's how you play mm how you hold yourself, what you do out with the, the game. And listen, we all make mistakes. Um, there's, there's no doubt about that. But that's the biggest thing that is, is the word standards. That was drummed into me from a 15-year-old boy when I first walked through my first day full-time as a, a Rangers player. And personally, you know Ethel, you know the boys, Neil and Stephen. Yeah, because you spend time with them all after winning. You, you see them at games, they were every single game and... Listen, it's, it must be a, a difficult time for the, uh, for them. Um, they were they were everywhere, and you get to know the boys as well. Uh, so, no, it's it's tough tough times because listen, that's their, their dad and, and husband. Um, but listen, what I, I think if you ask any player, as I say, as we a group chat get started a day ago for us to go and have a, a beer for 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 Walter. How did you respect. feel when you saw that when the group? Happy, because yeah. he's a type of guy, no matter. Listen, I, I look at the group and the, the guys that are on that group and, listen, they've, they've been in the, the receiving end of Walter. Mm-hmm. 
they've been in the bad books a, a few times, but it just shows you the respect that the players have got for the man Walter Smith. Of course, Archie was there with him. Oh, there I is used so to much. I'll be honest, we had never had nightmares about Walter Smith. Maybe I had nightmares. Was a good after. cop, bad cop? Mm, I, I, I don't know. I had. I wouldn't say nightmares about Walter after getting into trouble with the Scotland scenario, but Archie Knox. I had nightmares about him as a young <laughs> a young apprentice. I had nightmares, but listen, they'd done it for a reason. They'd done it to see if you could handle the the pressures, could you take it? Um and I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll remind them if I see him in the next few <laughs> days. Yeah. Mark we were talking we were just talking about Neil and um Stephen Waters boys and uh, played the six or six when he was right good playing was in the books at Clyde as a kid and he got a bad injury. Um, Who was? as well yeah. Neil uh, Walter's was boy Neil oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a really good player um, but I remember being on pre-season before your time Barry pre-season with uh, Rangers it was in Denmark might have been 97 summer of 97 I think it was and um, I was only Sunday newspaper guy there so Walter invited me over for the afternoon with a, a cup of tea and a chat and he'd young Stevie was there on the, mm. the tour and the Stevie might have been I don't know, 10, 12 years old at that time and Gaza's in full flow <laughs> on the t- and what every took what was it? I'm terrified. Gaza leads young Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's been trying to get what take them here, take them there, take them fishing, sneaking away, breaking curfews. He says, oh Stevie, he says Ethel's going to go for nut when I got back. <laughs> he says because Gaza just get taking the young Steve under his wing. But I just I remember that fondly um, as well. And again, just like knowing I was only Sunday newspaper guy there, he phoned you. He says come over. And Spencer and some of the stories telling all the time they tried to say Davos Sukar and mm. all different things like that. The detail he was going, it just it always made made time. It was, it was, you know, that Paul, he was excellent with the media, it, it was brilliant. And so many managers nowadays could learn so much from, from yeah, him. Yeah, do, do you know something else that stood out as well as a young player and watching him? Because you, you know, as you're an apprentice, you go in and you help with the kit and, and clean the dress rooms and whatever. It's how he presented himself as well. See, when he, he, he came in, listen, he had a presence about him, but. Always smart, even casually. I mean, he, he never had the obviously the Rangers suit in a game day. The way he would come in, he, he was always well presented, and that's something that I always looked at and thought to myself um, always well dressed. Always the cardigan for a while, yeah. remember as yeah, well. Right, he was actually he was immaculately yeah. dressed all the time. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah. you, did you notice that as well? I, oh, always. Did, did yeah. oh, and again, that was about him setting a standard. Yep, yep. always yep. Yep. polo shirts. Yep. <laughs> long sleeve polo shirts and how about the way he brought this city and people together and we need it now maybe more than ever and the two clubs should look yeah. to Walter the way he did I know and, and you know with Tommy Burns but I'd, I'd, Alec, Paul I'd love to I would love to sit here and say that you're right but I remember 2008 we all do and and, and Walter and Ali carrying Tommy Burns as, as coffee I mean what a year a season that was a title as it goes to the wire yep. Celtic won it. Gordon Strachan was going to resign that summer as Celtic mm-hmm. manager decided to stay on another year because of Tommy. Um, Rangers get to a UEFA Cup final, Bar- Barry's there, etc., etc. And and Tommy sadly passes away. I think it's just what, 51 Tommy was at yeah. the time. It was tragic, terrible. Yeah. And we all thought the city could come together because Tommy was one of those guys as well that united Celtic and Rangers um, together. And the Rangers fan respected Tommy immensely. But it didn't last long, let's be honest. It didn't, and sometimes you feel the way the city's been the last year or two. I don't know. Is it as bad as ever, Paul? I don't know. You you know better than me, but I'd love to say that yeah, this could be a turning point. But sadly, I don't think it will be. But you never know. It's someday there will need to be a turning point, and we're on a proper road uh, to recovery. But there's just too many setbacks, unfortunately. 
Yeah, it takes me back. Tommy Burns, we were all there. All the players from Rangers that attended that funeral. funeral. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Willie was talking about it, Lord Willie Hockey, on the phone the other night, and it's great. He Walter had so many friends. What he did in the charity world as well. You know yeah. the. Uh, Done a Mortimer ball every year he was there. It's the last time I saw him two years ago. Came over and spent time. Um, he, he's just, he, he was amazing. He did it quite, the quite, things he did for us over the radio station. I was delighted we gave him Lifetime Achievement Award and he came back with Scotland. He'd just been away somewhere, Mark. No doubt Mark was there. He had the best job in journalism. Came back at four in the morning, did the press conference and came to Brilliant. Glasgow English. University to Butte Hall and accepted the award. Sir Arnold Clark was there, Sir Tom Hunter, Willie was there. It, but that's what he did. Mm. Paul, you want me there? Right, I'll be there. But we're talking about as a person, but she's a, a manager. He knew how to set up a team. Yeah. I mean, oh, if you remember back, back like yeah. Scotland scenario, he comes in and takes over for, for Bertie. We were all over the place. We There was, lo I mean, I think Bertie had um, managed, what, 40 or brought 40 odd players in. I mean, he came in and, do you know what, he had a, a way of playing. Wasn't probably brilliant to watch, but we knew how to win games of football. We were so well organised. And that was similar when he, he left Scotland to go to Rangers and he came in and that's that's the reason why we got to that UEFA Cup final because we, we, we were written off every time sure. when yep. we come yeah. up against Sporting yeah. Lisbon even Paris and Icos in the earlier rounds yep. yep. Ferdinand Bremen yep. um, Fiorentina we were set up a certain way to play mm -hmm. maybe people watched it and thought mm, no sure of that but you know what we got results you know how you said I heard you on the breakfast show saying you felt empty when you got the news but I think Barry you're feeling the, the, the warmth the affection the tributes to Walter, hopefully for the family and close friends, including yourself, you must yeah, feel... Yeah, because I think he, it. he, yeah. he deserves it because of what he'd done in the game up here. Um, not just for the amount of trophies. I mean, 21 trophies. <laughs> managed his, his country. Um, but I think if you you learn, uh, you listen to the, the football public speak in general, um, I mean, I was listening to everybody. He had Scott Brown up at Aberdeen mm. doing his, his presser, but he Neil, thought... Neil him, Lennon. Yep, Lenny, you, you can go on and on. So it just shows you what people thought of him as a, not just as a manager, but as a as a, a man. Yeah, and by the way, he, was, he had a good four years at Everton as well. When you think he of the, what he yep. was up against, the mm -hmm. challenges there mm -hmm. that he was up against financially, um, that, that, that club was in free fall when they managed to keep him in the top flight for four years. Thanks for sharing the insight, Mark and Barry. That was uh, wonderful. Everyone, Arthur's been on there from... Port Glasgow saying thank you for sharing the stories there about the late, great Walter Smith. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, 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 go. Friday night, the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Looking forward to the games this weekend. Uh, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, Celtic in action tomorrow at three up against Livingston. Yeah, I think we've you know we've progressed as a team since then. So and, and that's the key for us is that we keep evolving and progressing. But um, you know, still be a difficult game. We'll still have challenges within that game. And as we've done for the last few, we just gotta find the solutions out there while we're playing the game and we perform at the levels we have been and hopefully better because um, you know, on any given game day if you're not you know, if you come up just expecting to get three points just by going out there, it won't happen. So, I mean, that's our main focus. 
That's the main focus for Celtic. We'll go through all the games. He's been speaking about the improvement in the squad. If I'm not in here every day trying to improve them and trying to improve us as a team, then what am I doing here? Uh, that's got to be a constant and we've got to want to be better. Even the last sort of five games, our performances have been really good. The results have been good, but we know within those games we can improve things. And I think the players want that. You know, I don't think there's a player on this planet that doesn't want to be better. Uh, one doesn't want to achieve his potential. And my job is to make sure the environment here and particularly with myself, is that every day we, we're giving them that opportunity to improve because otherwise, you know, I think it's negligent of, of me to just sit there and just put out a team and expect them to do things, um, you know, win games or improve without us putting in, as a coaching staff, the input to that. Barry, can I ask you about one of the players? What about Jota? He's been in for a couple of months now. What do you make of the of the man on loan from Benfica? I've been impressed. Um, n- no doubt about it. Uh, set up another another goal um, on Wednesday night and he's added goals as well and he's very direct um, so yep certainly been impressed with him what's the, the buyout clause is six and a half million pound for his contract at, ben, at Benfica the transfer fee sorry should I say at this moment in time to me that looks like a good deal mm. um, I, I just said last week or the week before if you come to a team like Rangers or Celtic you need to show it over a period of time I think at this moment in time it's only been three months I think another two or three months are leading up to the the winter shutdown if he continues this sort of form I think Celtic will, will look to try and do a deal Mark is it time now then to do that deal and try and get him and pay that six and a half million uh, I mean Celtic if they have first option on him then Paul I, I would do that deal all day long because you know that is a type of of deal that Celtic like to do maybe a wee bit more expensive than usual they tend to look between the two and four million market but at six and a half, you'd imagine that, that Jota within three or four windows, they could at least double the money, um, if not more. So it looks like a good bit of business. He's got a good determination about him. Um, you can see that he's clearly got um, ability. And, and just on that clip there, listen to the manager, Paul, he seems like a real man in a mission. There's a real determination there for a man's positive call. You can see it. That's clearly rubbing off um, in the team. It was a long way to go. Nothing's been won yet. There's clearly been progress and um, he's already had to fight through a couple of setbacks and people question him, his own ability as whether he's suitable to be the Celtic manager or not. But I have to say, there's definitely something about him now that's very impressive and I think he's going to take a bit of stopping. Terry's on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Terry. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? We're good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. Uh, I've got a couple of points. But first off, I'd just like to offer my condolences to... Well, a lot of the Rangers support, well, obviously, with Walter passing away and obviously Walter's family. He was a, I had the pleasure of meeting him once. He was a, he was a gentleman, so he was. Uh, I met him, actually, with Murdo McLeod, and I was talking about him about football and obviously saying to him I was a Celtic man and whatnot. And so I was just kind of wrapping up the chat with him and I said, can I get a quick photo? And I think Murdo must have thought I was wanting a photo with him, but I got my photo with Walter and Murdo took the photo. <laughs> <laughs> Great stories, oh, uh, really I love stories like that. <laughs> so, uh, my point about yeah. Celtic is, uh, obviously, the, again, I was on the other week there, the, the, the forward line seemed to be getting uh, the plaudits and that, but uh, I just think, obviously, the defence and guys like Ralston, I mean, I was working for Aravich in his right position, but Ralston would run through Brick Mosby at the moment, and the guy deserves a lot of credit. He really does. I thought, Maybe he's not the quality which maybe should be playing, but as I say, if you've got somebody to run through brick boards for you, I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with Terry. He's, he's not let Celtic down. 
um, this season. If you say to me during pre-season that Ralston was going to be Celtic's number one right back, yeah. I would have thought no chance. Mm. Um, but fair play to the, the young man he's come in. He's been out and loan at a few teams where, I don't say he's struggled, but he's, he's not hit the he's not hit the heights. Um, but no. I think this season, I think he's he's been very consistent. He's added a couple of goals as well. Another one, um, good header uh, against Tibbs. Um, so listen, he's he's got his chance. He's got his opportunity, and I think he's took it. Mark, his days of going on loan are over. Yeah, and it looks. I don't know if it's been done yet, but it looks as though he was certainly in for talks um, for a new contract. I think Brendan Rodgers gave him one three, four years ago, um, and it looks like he's 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 on the verge of getting another one, and, and well deserved. And, and yes, would, I think would any of us ever imagined. Even Anthony Ralston himself to be Celtic's first choice right back this season. No, um, absolutely not. And he's been very, very no. capable. Chipped in with a couple of goals as well. Um, so no, um, for something like that, when a boy's clearly had setbacks and probably been told he doesn't have a future at the club, you, you can only um, applaud him for what he's achieved in the past three or four months. I think if you ask Ralston himself, I think in the summer he's thinking to himself, I need to go somewhere. I need to start playing because um, his, his Celtic career was. Looking it was going to be over, but look, that's what a new manager, the new managers gave him the opportunity because he never had enough bodies. And when he's put him in, he's not let him down. Especially at a time when they had no defence, really. You know, the players were still coming in in the yeah, he's early been, he's days. Yeah, he's been the one constant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been the one, apart from Joe Hart in the competitive games, but from the first day of pre-season. And that again is where you've got to give credit to Ange Postecoglou because he's probably getting in there and they might have maybe one or two people Anthony that will do for pre-season, but he's not the answer. But he's actually right, okay, I want to see something like that. Like he said in these clips here, I want to get in and improve people. If I'm not doing that, then why am I here? I don't deserve to be a manager of Celtic. And it's good that he's got in with, and he has given every player a clean slate, and that's been proven with, with Anthony he, Elson. He, he certainly come on leaps and bounds, but you know what, see with playing, you get confidence for that. Could he play that, for Scotland? Why Why not? Why is he not in with a shout? Because mm. he's the level of performances he's put in for Celtic this season, because he... He has, but the, the word that I mentioned there a couple of minutes ago, he's been consistently good for Celtic. Terry, the manager, was asked about Anthony Rawson today and what about Scotland? With all those things, I mean, I've been a national team manager and you can't factor all things into it when you're selecting a squad. But I think for Tony, what's important is that he keeps playing well. I said that in relation to his contract and I said that in relation, I'll say in relation to his international aspirations. If he keeps playing well, then those things take care of themselves. It becomes less of a debate uh, about it. So... That's what he's got to focus on, you know. He's got to fo- focus on continually to pr- perform here and, and improve. And um, you know, if he does that, you know, I think if his his performances at a club like Celtic continue to improve, then he has a, a great case to, to put his name forward. But first thing is he, he needs to keep performing here. Terry, what else are you thinking tonight? No, the, the team's bubbling away fine at the moment. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as I, as I said today, let's. Nothing, you don't win nothing or anything in October and the Celtic just need to keep each game at a time just need to keep putting the performances in rack up the goals but I've got another wee quick point just for Mark quickly you don't mind Hi Terry Hi Mark no just early in the season me and you've been talking as well I think it was just before Hart had signed obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing I think you you mentioned about I think we were linked to another goalkeeper at the time but Obviously, I'm sorry, Terry. Need to say that again. I yeah. missed a bit with the benefit of hindsight. Then you cut out there. Sorry. I'm going to call you back, Terry. We'll come straight back to you. Okay. Just uh, the line went at that point. I'm not sure if that was Mark on the line there. Just not wanting to hear. It. I'm only kidding, uh, Terry. We're going straight back to you. 
Um, the man, he was also asked about VAR today. So we heard Stephen Gerrard speaking about it and saying, look, a year ago people didn't want it, but it's been performing better in England or it's been interpreted better. The referees have more of a say instead of it going away to whatever it is, Bitchley Park or something, yeah. or whatever it's called. But here's uh, Ange speaking about it. Look, in terms of standard referee, I just you know look at our own games. I'm not really you know looking at other games and, and what's happening there. And um, you know, from our perspective, I think we're, we're just really keen to produce a game of football that, that supporters enjoy. And from that perspective, when the game is more free-flowing and there are less interruptions, uh, I think that uh, becomes more of a possibility. So that's where my focus is in terms of officiating. In terms of VAR, I've had exposure to it at, you know, in Australia, in uh, Japan, international level. I think, uh, I think I've already said, uh, got on record, it's inevitable, it's going to happen. Uh, it'll happen everywhere. And um, you just, when it comes in, you embrace it. You understand there's still going to be some issues because that's, uh, you know, that's been consistent worldwide. But ultimately, if he gets the big decisions, the majority of the big decisions are right, I think it's a positive. So Ange Postacoglu says, VAR is inevitable. It's going to happen. Terry, you're back through now, straight through to Mark. How are you doing? Hi, good. Hi, Mark. It was just, the two had discussed pre-season. I think it was before Hart had come in mm-hmm. and obviously they'd be the benefit of hindsight. I think you'd say just, I think we were linked with somebody about £8 million pounds or whatever. I think you thought at that point we should be outlaying the money and going for that kind of guy. But I just think so Hart's the things he's doing. He's making these simple saves at the right times and for a million pounds, I'm, I'm happy we've got him for three years if we can keep him for three years now. Yeah, I think what I said, and Terry, it wasn't specific yeah. to, to Joe Hart. What I said was, bearing in mind how um, important goalkeepers are, and if you look across the yeah. city to what Alan McGregor's, I think he's been Stephen Jenner's best signing. Um, yep. And you look at what Celtic didn't have last season, as I said earlier in the show, the goalkeepers that had hardly made a save all season no. that was costly. You look at Joe Hart, and what I said was, if the opportunity comes and there's a, goal, a top goalkeeper available at seven, eight, nine million, yeah. I would spend the money. You know, because goalkeepers, I no, think that their, their contribution can be overlooked, it can be underrated. And as I said before, many, many times, what happened at Celtic in the summer of last season, 16 months ago, the way they handled the Craig Gordon situation, I don't mm. think that, you know, I don't, I don't think it was wholly Celtic's fault what happened with Fraser Foster. There was, there was other components to that. But the Craig Gordon situation should never have been allowed to happen. For me, that set a tone of complacency around the football club that they never really recovered from. The goalkeeping situation, as much as Rangers were brilliant last season, they probably would have won the league anyway, but um, part of Celtic's downfall was self-inflicted with the way the hierarchy handled the, the goalkeeping situation, particularly with um, with Craig Gordon. And also, uh, as I said earlier in the show, Terry, Celtic were given the opportunity to explore getting Joe Hart last summer and they knocked back yeah. that chance. What do you oh, think, well. Terry, what do you reckon tomorrow then against Livingston, who've already inflicted damage on Celtic at the start of the season? Well, for starters, it's not an artificial pitch. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I'm not blaming an artificial pitch, but we just don't see the problem. I put Livingston's ground back. A big pitch tomorrow, I'm expecting the... I want to hear the Hawaii 5 0 music tomorrow. Yeah. What's your scoreline? 5 0. 5 0. That was it. So I was losing you there as well. Listen, Terry, thanks very much for calling. Terry will be off to the match tomorrow. The Hawaii 5 0. That was the clue in the scoreline. Terry, thanks for calling. 08 08 17 17. <laughs> I, I couldn't get that one. I know. I was a wee bit. How was it? How was it? What was you talking about? Hawaii 5 0. Before your time. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. No, no. Still, have you watched Succession yet? No, I'm, no. I'm watching. And the other um, ones. 
on Netflix. Right. You, uh-huh. so if anybody's not watched mm. it, Mark's just started watching right. it. But once I'm finished that, <laughs> my, my, my daughters are slaughtering me for watching. Are they? <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that <laughs> during the break. Traffic and travel coming, and then we're going to get the predictions. Wait for these. Will we get some of them right this weekend? We'll find out next. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Right, into this weekend, let's get down to the games with uh, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and thanks to everyone who's been calling in this week. Let's look at what's coming up this weekend. Where will we start, Barry? Let's go to Celtic Livingston. Let's change it. Let's go to... Straight to the game at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. What do you think is going to happen? We know Tom Rozic is out through injury. Juranovic had an eye injury, but he's okay for tomorrow. Celtic up against Livingston. Yep. Listen, a big miss, uh, Rozic, because um, I think he's. I mean, he was excellent certainly in the, the first first half for for Celtic against them um, Hibs. But look, Celtic are in fine form. They're flying with confidence. Celtic for me um, by three goals. Celtic by three goals, which would put them on to 25 points and they'd be top of the table. Rangers on 24. They play on Sunday, as you know. Mark, what do you reckon tomorrow? Uh, I think Celtic will win, but I think, you know, Livingston, they've had a couple of good results themselves recently. A um, couple of wins. Uh, they're looking they're looking pluckier again under David Martindale, um, Paul. I think it'll be 2-0 and uh, I think Celtic of the game wrapped up in the first half and that'll allow... And Postacoglu to maybe make a couple of changes with Thursday night's game in mind away to uh, Ferenc Varos. Livingston never easy though. They're quite no, you know a physical no, team, you know yeah. a strong team. No, you, yeah. you, you need to play well to beat Livingston. Yeah. You know you, you do need to do that, and it'll be on Ange Postacoglu's mind what happened in the reverse fixture early in the season when Celtic um, lost one 0 there. So, um, but no, Celtic will win, and I I expect Celtic to be top of the table at five o'clock tomorrow night. That, that's what Davy's got his Livingston team back to. Difficult to beat, well organised. Because um, let's be honest, they had a, a tough start to the season. They were, they were struggling a bit, but they've certainly found a wee bit of form. But for me, Celtic far too strong for Livingston tomorrow. The big result for Livy to get a point against the near table toppers Dundee United during mm-hmm. the week, and uh, yeah, it's beginning to turn round for them. Let's look at Aberdeen against Hearts. Then Aberdeen, a real conundrum, and they've decided that you know you don't know what to make of it up against Hearts. What about Aberdeen first of all? Barry? Yeah, well, what a start at Ibrox mm. going 2-0 up early doors um, and look, obviously got the win um, last week at the weekend, sorry gave him a bit of confidence they obviously started really well against um, Rangers on Wednesday night How big was that for them to beat Hibs last weekend? Massive, massive because he was under severe pressure there's, there's no doubt about it I know the chairman came out and backed him and rightly so um, he's backing his own man but with the money it has been spent and the players that he's got Stephen Glass they should be higher up the, the table no doubt in my mind about that but for me I think it's going to be Hearts third draw in a row this is going to be one each mm-hmm. Hearts were so disappointed just to get the draw the other night Mark is that going to affect them what, what's your take on Aberdeen Hearts tomorrow um, yeah I, I, I agree with Barry actually I think it'll be a draw I think Aberdeen get a wee spring in their step Hearts still unbeaten I was at St Johnston Hearts yep. on Wednesday brilliant games an old fashioned cup tie and uh, you look at the Hearts squad Robbie Nielsen Lee McCulloch, Gordon Forrest, they've assembled with a good squad there, had good backing from the board. And I have to say, uh, Paul, I don't know if he'll be in Steve Clark's Scotland squad um, next week, I think it'll be announced, but I was very impressed with John Souter. Very mm-hmm. impressed. Yeah. 
um, with him really looking the, the part of the game which is nice to see considering all the, the injuries that, that he's had um, on and off for, for, for a number of years so uh, impressed with him but to get back to the scoreline I'm going to agree with uh, Barry one each Controversial refereeing the other night Callum Davidson who's normally pretty measured terrific yeah. football person but he wasn't happy was he? I think Steve McLean called it wrong you know, I think it was a free yeah. kick uh, in the middle of the park leading up to, to the, the goal mm-hmm. OK so your scoreline again for that one? 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. OK Barry Dundee United against St Johnson Tayside Derby yep, yep Tayside Derby I think this is going to be a, a, a cracking game look Dundee United um, what a run what a start to the season they've been on um, but do you know what I'm going to maybe surprise a few people here St Johnson to win 2-1 right so I'm going for St Johnson because mm, yep. St Johnson you know they're in 10 points third bottom at the moment and that's not familiar I think territory this will be, for them I think a lot of people will fancy Dundee United to beat St Johnson mm. I think St Johnson will go up there and win Mark, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to agree with, with Barry again and I think it's going to be very, very tight. I think St Johnston played well the other night. I think actually Wednesday night could be a turning point for St Johnston and I'm going to go for St Johnston to win 1-0 at Tannadice tomorrow. Right, you reckon 1-0. Any team news from there for Dundee United? They are, I mean, we've had the first full round of games, as we all know. Barry, are they the standout team? Yeah, probably the surprise package. Um, if you go back to the first game of the season, I think it was at Aberdeen. At yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Aberdeen ran over the top of them. There was a lot of people calling for them. They're, they're, they're going to struggle this season. But fair play to Tam Courts and his players. Um, they've recovered really well. I think that result against Rangers gave them the confidence. They won at Tannadice. And they've kicked on. Um, but look, I think it will come to an end tomorrow, the, the good run they've been on with St. Johnson. Mark, what them. would you say about Tam or Thomas Coates? I'm not quite sure which way it should be. Either way, the Tangerines don't care. He looks now to be... He's different, isn't he? There's something different about him, but yeah. so far it's working. Yeah, I mean, you have to say for Dundee United, it was, you know, a real gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few people raised eyebrows. They are it, but um, any critics, he has more than answered them. And I'd have to say, I know that hearts are unbeaten. So it's hard to say, well, you know, not to give them the kind of team of the first round of fixtures Paul the first 11 games bearing in mind that they've come up from the championship and the pressure that was on Robbie Nielsen in the new season some Hearts fans wanted them out but I'd probably just edge it and give it to, to Dundee United as the as the, the team of the first quarter Quite a good talking point isn't it and Motherwell weren't that far away but they've had a difficult few weeks so we'll come to Motherwell against Rangers in a few moments um, Jim Goodwin is saying VAR has got to happen the St Mary manager wants to see it happen and he's up against tomorrow at Paisley against uh, James McPake's Dundee. Mark, what do you make of them to lose five goals to the team at the bottom of the table? Discuss. <laughs> I, was, I, I couldn't believe the result. I, I did think that Ross County would go up and get a point at Dens Park, but no, 5-0, Paul, I don't think anybody would have um, predicted that. So credit to, to Malky Mackay and, and, and his players, Red Malky's stuff. This morning said that he showed these, his players a clips of the, the Liverpool 5-0 win mm. Old Trafford uh, on Sunday just to give them a bit of inspiration and a bit of belief and, and it worked well and I'm delighted for Malky I think he's deserved a turn I think he's been really unlucky as I said some calamitous defending which a manager can't be held uh, responsible for so um, no that was a, a good one for them but what are we on St Mundan D? Well I'm actually just thinking there of that Is picture of, of, of turning Ross County into <laughs> Liverpool uh, and Malky <laughs> Mackay who is a terrific manager using the Jurgen Klopp does it ever work that way Barry? Can you show players yeah, you can show like them that. videos yeah. to inspire them. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I've, I've had that a few times by, by managers show different games, show their approach to it. Um, 
But listen, that that was a what a result for Ross County, and I seen James McPake um, interview saying it was his worst night in football. Um, that's how he felt. Bad bad result for them. Um, I think Ross County. Are we doing Ross County in yeah, that game? Up, here? Aye, Ross County. We started St Mirren Dundee, but then you've moved <laughs> on. But it's fine. Listen. It's a family show. We're all here. <laughs> we're all um, friends. What was your, what was your, got, wait, now I've got I've, it run down here. County Hibs. Yeah, it's the next game in the list. Yep. Yeah. Okay. St <laughs> Mirren Dundee. We asked you. Oh, we're doing St Mirren Dundee. Right. Dundee. Yep. Uh, Jim Goodwin against. Yeah. James bring in Var. I think yep. we'll agree with yep. that. Bring in Var <laughs> and um, bring it in as soon as possible because referees need to get trained up. And it's not just something that happens overnight. They need to be trained on it and understand it. So yeah, bring in Var. I agree with that. Dundee in the back of final one. St Mirren good squad at home. St Mirren two. Dundee nil. Right. Two nil. For St Mirren, what do you think, Barry? Yep, Brophy's a difference for me. Um, he's in fine form, couple of goals. Um, I know a dubious penalty. Yeah, what about that penalty where uh, what is saved by Liam Kelly? Yeah, it was yeah. saved. Good penalty save. Um, I know the pitchers are slowed down. I think two feet have two feet have got to be on the ground, off the line. One was Am off. I correct in saying that one was off. Um, so I can see why Graham Alexander was absolute fuming. But for me, St Mirren will beat Dundee. Okay, you reckon yes, three one. Well. Yep, for a goalkeeper, Mark is a former keeper. Yeah, you have to have one foot off the ground, though. Do you not to propel? That, no. that rule's Just, shocking. It's yeah. absolutely shocking. It really is. Who's making these up? Have I, they played I, I, football? I don't know. And, and yeah. that's taking the letter of the law too far. There's yeah. got to be a bit of leeway given there. That was a shocking decision. Ross County against Hibs. Oh. Mark with his own game. And <laughs> yeah, Mark, what do you think? Uh, I've spoken about Ross County at length. Yep. Oh, massive game for Hibs. <laughs> I think yep. if Hibs don't win tomorrow in Dingwall, there'll be question marks um, asked about it in terms of what's happening. Um, Easter Road. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mm -hmm. do because I, you know Hibs should be doing better. They've got a really good squad. Jack's a really good manager, so they should be doing should be doing better. So um, that's why I think Hibs will win tomorrow. I think they'll get back on track tomorrow, but it'll be tight. I'm going to go for Ross County 1, Hibs 2. Right, that would put them on to 18 points. Barry, what do you reckon at Dingwall? Two wins in a row for Ross County. Why? Yeah, oof, on the yes. charge. That's a big call. Yes, so I that, know. Yeah, that would put them on to 9 points. Yeah, I, I just yep. think Hibs, this moment in time, are, are struggling. Confidence is low. I, I thought they lost some some bad goals um, the other night. You see Jack Ross, like the fans are getting on the players. To be fair, that's good management for, for Jack Ross. He's obviously saying, not put the blame on me. That's what the manager should do, um, take it away from his players. But for me, okay. two wins in a row for Malcolm McKay's Ross County. You all sound very positive about the results tomorrow. So you're both going for Celtic to beat Livingston. We're going to come now to Motherwell against Rangers. Two quick things. There have been some rumours about uh, Michael Beale maybe wanted by, among others, Cardiff City. Uh, not to my knowledge. Um, I've been with Michael all morning. Um, he hasn't mentioned it from a, a personal point of view. The club haven't brought it to me. So I assume it's speculation at the moment um, in terms of do I think Cardiff would be interested in Michael Beale and other teams for, for, for that matter? 100% because he's top of his job. He's terrific. He's pretty definite there. What about when people say Rangers have not been firing the way they did last season? Is there a lack of what's going on? He was the manager today. I think if you listen to a lot of stuff on social media and outside noise, sitting in my position, uh, I think your point's certainly very believable. From the inside, I see a, a group of boys that are willing to work hard and fight uh, as hard as they can. It's an absolute pleasure to work with a team that's lost one League domestic game in 50. Um, I haven't heard that or seen that written uh, on the outside. So I think sometimes it's, it's, it's a case of perception. 
But in my job, I believe there's a lot of fights, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of good players in my group. Um, and I've got every belief and confidence that we can move forward. Yes, we've got issues to fix and address. Uh, yes, we've had some setbacks and some challenging times, fixtures and results together. I always like to be honest. But what I would say is I think your personal opinions come from perception and noise from the outside of this group. Wow. Barry, reaction to that? Well, that's what I expect for the Rangers manager to fight back. And, and that's what he's doing. He's backing his team. He knows that they're not playing the way that he wants them to play. But one defeat in 50. That's that, that that's decent. Look, I know they've lost, a, they've lost um, I think, it, what, what is it? Six points at home, which yeah. is very unlike them. Um, but listen, he's he's behind these boys. He believes that he's got... I believe they've got good enough players to get through this. And no better thing to do than go to a hard place at Fir Park and get the three points. Scoreline, what do you think? I think Rangers will win 2-0. 2-0. Mark, on the two points? Uh, well, first of all, you can tell Stephen Gerrard's got his back up. He's rankled by what's been written and what's been said about his team, about his players, probably about himself and his backroom staff. And if the players show the same fight that the manager has clearly got in them, then Rangers will be fine. But like you said himself, and I said at the top of the show, Rangers are top of the league. That's a positive. But things are not right, and it's up to the manager to address, to identify and address, and, and, and get it and get it right. Scoreline on Sunday: Motherwell one, Rangers two. So you're going for the Rangers win, same as Barry. Barry, Mark, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Great show, Monday. Paul. Totally enjoyed it. And we'll be back tomorrow at two with Thank Craig you. Moore and John Yogi Hughes. Stevie Lennon is coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go.